Not yeah, now it's on. Okay. Talk about Tvila during El ends up being a bit of a Shabbos Shuvah So, the Nyanim over here that we're going to touch upon, each one itself is a sugya, but as we all know, the Mohama to keep uh, decorum and the Mohama to keep focus and to concentrate depends on really one thing, and that's our chashivas of what we're doing. As uh, we just said in the Abdama. So, let's start. I have to choose what not to bring in this uh, stack of Marmachemis. I'm just going to try to touch upon five or six inyanim just to have the uh, conversation started, so to speak. And if you look at the Hillim, all of the Hillim is about Tila, it's about Tachan, it's about talking to Agash Baruch Hu and asking for things. And the one Pasuk, believe it or not, there's only one Pasuk. It's a famous Pasuk, it's been made into a song which have done right is Mutter for Tehillim. Just if you stop to think about it, just to touch the words, I think there are three words in this Pasuk that give us a Mahalach and all of Davening. Tfilani ki yatav nei Hashem So, Tfilani, if you're Baruch Hashem, not poor. Sounds like what? Saying that Tfilani be'etzem belongs to an Ani who is desperate. So, much of history is probably true for most people. Baruch Hashem, today, most people have uh, what to eat and covering the bills, more or less, less or more. So, already, Tfilani Kiyatav, and we feel Baruch is a highlighted Baruch Hashem, right, no doubt. Most people remember to focus then. That's a good start. And what we don't realize is that uh, everybody, David Malik is instructing us, everybody is an Oni, which means you have to know this is not a negative thing, it shouldn't be depressing. We are great Nitzrochim in everything to do with our Ruchnius and the Ruchnius and the Haslacha of our families. So David Malik tells us, David Malik himself was extremely wealthy. And he is telling you about his tefillah, tefillah ani kiyatav. You have to start off that you're missing something. That raises a chiddush to a lot of people. We live in the uh, friendliest, despite everything that's going on, the friendliest, most tranquil, most profitable gullus ever in the history of Klaiso. The comparison to the golden age of Spain, if anybody ever makes that comparison, tells you he doesn't know anything about Spain and doesn't know it's the closest comparison but it misses by 100 miles it's that you can get up in the morning then and hope to get to the base bench get to work without getting beaten up it wasn't a sure thing but it was better than some other countries and then it ended pretty abruptly and it was difficult so we now have a matzah that should continue at B.S. Gold Tzedek we have a matzah where more or less we understand that it's 
basically within our ability to do whatever we want, part of the democracy, and we kind of basically paying the bills, so we don't feel like aniyim. That's if you touch the word aniyas and ashiras based on the tax returns. Davon Melech, who had more money than most people, did not feel that that had anything to do with our davening. It could have something to do with it if you're trying to ask for more and everybody needs a little more and you want to pay the bills b'shoifi and it's all good. But aniyas means that you have to know that you're wanting and you're missing something. What does kiyatav mean? I think a modern Hebrew, a matefa, if I remember, is an envelope. Right? So you fold it. Nobody really uses envelopes anymore. Those used to be with letters that had paper and you wrote on it. And what? Yes, okay. So it's the same thing. You're folding it over yourself, correct? And here you have a matzav where. Oh, this is for me. Uh, this is here. Put it on just for. Uh, Avi shouldn't. Kiyatov has many different uh, pshatim. The one I think that fits in over here with this concept that Davinam is trying to teach us is that if you come into davening feeling like a nitzrach and therefore you're going to do something about it, not get depressed then you have a weight on your shoulders and you're sort of like bent under it. The Ani is davening bent over <coughs> because he feels the achrayas of what has to be accomplished. He knows he needs help and he reads Bichyatu Baruch Three times a day, every single day, not just Yom Naram. Obviously Yom Naram, we feel the weight even more. But it's about understanding that Baruch created a matzav where we should feel a need, we should feel something missing, we should understand that Hashem is a kol yachol, and that everything that gets done is only when we ask for it, starting from Rashi and Bracious. Everything was all set, Chase made Bracious, the world's ready to go, and not a blade of grass grew, because David, uh, because Adam didn't daven, and the humans weren't created yet, and Hashem designed the Bria, that you have to daven for everything. Even if it's Nigzah and Rosh Hashanah, it's a whole separate sugya, so if it's Nigzah already, but... That's the way it goes. The Xeris Akasav is, you got a Davin Well Yom Naram, and you have to do it three times every day to be able to bring it down and keep it going. That makes everybody a Nitzrach. That means nobody has a contract. And the contract is not self-renewing. And as the perspective of any mutual fund you're buying into says, the past performance is not indicative of any future performance. That's usually as a warning so they don't get sued. But for our Ruchnias, that's actually very good because Hashem designed this not to make us schwitz. It's because Hashem knows that for us to survive in Ruchnias, we need a relationship. And if you have to keep on asking and talking and trying to figure it out, then you have a relationship. And if you don't take that relationship seriously, obviously the consequences are the best case scenario, you don't get everything you really need. And the worst case scenario is it shows a certain lack of covered for the Kol Yachol who's letting you wake up in the morning anyway. So that's Kiyatav. What's Lefnei Hashem Yishba Sicha? So now the rest of it flows. Your day should be, and I realize that everybody probably works a few hours in between, and it's difficult sometimes to concentrate, especially it's coming to fall and winter, and you have a mincha in the middle of the day, feels like. And it's hard to focus, and 
number of people have told me actually the mincha in the middle of the day in the office is very easy for them is that's usually when everything is falling apart and there's a major crisis and they remember to do it as opposed to Meyerov when they're more tired and shacharist they're more optimistic and they forgot what happened yesterday so all that whatever we term a crisis all that is created to keep us focused on the fact that it's not just the panas on the gashmias it's that nothing goes unless akash baruch deems it so so yishpach sicha means yishpach means the poor which means we should be looking to talk to akash baruch Hu, and a sicha is a conversation that's crucial over here we'll get to that in a moment conversation is between two parties here, and many people phrase it hopefully properly, but they don't feel like they're getting an answer. That's a very uh, important question, and everybody has to be honest. So the reason some people peter out is because they feel that they daven and daven and daven and it didn't come. We have to remind ourselves is that it didn't come either because the answer is no, but it's not good for you, or the answer is yes, but not yet, and many gradations in between. So, Yishpach Sicha is you should want to be Shefech, this Sicha. It should be coming out of you. You finish Achmas, you can't wait for Mincha. And you can't wait for Meir. You have so much to discuss. Derech Agav, there's no Chiv to do this. I think it's a great tool. I told it to many people. And I think if it's maximized, it'll make the Tremendous feel like a conversation. As you all know, you could put in private Bakashas if it's very urgent in each Brocha you can't slachlanu whatever our various things shachas and mincha you could put in say if you do just mention them Lashna Kaidish, you all can wing Lashna Kaidish. if not Yiddish and English will do as well and to put in if there's something particular in Panasa not just I want more that you can say Shema Kalenu or after Hili Rotson but if you remember to put in a few things here and there, it actually makes the conversation very alive for the individual. Put everything you could possibly want, every kavana, in the words. You don't have to do this. But on our lower madrega, I think it helps because you actually feel like you're talking, not just saying over the words. So Yish is it should be coming out like it's pouring out, and you can't wait from one to the next. That's not such a high madrega. You might be all thinking like it. I'd li- like to concentrate on the words. I should be waiting for Mincha. I just Avin Shacharis, some people an hour ago, some people three hours ago. I just davened. I, I, whatever I said, I said. It's not the way it works if you realize the weight of the Achrayas of what has to be done. <coughs> That's step number one. Step number two on the, um, the getting a no. So I noticed this. I think it's a correct diak, even if you daven as far. Ms. Moshir Chanukah is put at the beginning of davening. Beginning either means the very beginning or as soon as we finish with the other things and then we start. That's as far they're still starting. Question number one is why is it here as the lead off tefillah? Whatever is the lead off tefillah must be something very significant telling us about what we're about to do in davening shachris. Number two, if you look at the capital, you would think the title is it's a mizmer about Hanukkah Sabayas David. The only problem is is that it says nothing just review the words in your head very quickly. It says nothing about the Besamitish. David Amal didn't build the Besamitish. 
and the first line, the title has nothing to do with the rest of it what's the shaykhus? I think the answer is we're about to start davening so you have to know one klal otherwise you're going to get very upset and get off tiny and start complaining and that is Mizmer Shir Chanukah Sabayas David David Hamela spent his entire life you look at the Hillam, you look at Navi his entire life was spent preparing for Binyan Abayas everything went every time he fought a war he put aside the money every time he wanted to think he was finished he would ask the Navi can I start building now he said, not yet, not yet and then finally it was ready and then asked the Navi the Navi said this is after a lifetime of preparation the Navi said no which has got to be the hardest thing he ever heard that was his whole hachana his whole life plan no so if you weren't David Amalek, you'd get bitter and you'd have tainas. And after all this davening, and he wrote to Hillam, and Hashem saved him, and he knew that he felt, he thought, would be to build the Besamikdash and bring the Gula. And no. What the Pshad is? He's too great, it's not going to be destroyed. Uh, whatever the Mahalach is, that's all we're explaining the Madrashim are trying to give an insight into why the answer is no. David Amel didn't need that. His godless was the answer is no. Lay with an Aleph and it wasn't appealed, and that was it. Then your son will build it, which is beautiful, but at least as a Hamshech happens to be, not for now. All the supplies he put aside and all the money was not used by Shlomo Melch to add difficulty to the matzav. David Malk didn't know that at that point, but that was what happened. And what do you do when you daven your whole life? And then the answer is no. So David Malk is teaching us the rest of the capital is all about the trials and tribulations of David and everything he went through and he almost got killed and he's being harassed by his enemies and, and he keeps thanking Hashem throughout the capital. The answer is I thought I was preparing and being safe for this and I guess not. That's why davening starts with this, which is pretty powerful if you think about it. Because we'd like to assume that we know what we're doing, and uh, the reason why Shonesh is designed that we start with Atachanin because it's the most important bracha. That's why it's the first one. Without the chachma to think what your role is in Avedis Hashem, at least try to think about it and make the right decisions and use your chachma and your focus to learn to daven and to make decisions and uh, bring up families. So Atachainen is the most important, and then after that you could talk about Torah and Truva, and then you can ask for Panos to help you along, and good health, and all flows from there. But without Atachainen, it doesn't do anything. So here's a Chiddush, a Gabi Chiddush. Davinamel had the Das, and he had the Chachman, he had everything, and he thought he was doing it right, and he was, didn't do anything wrong. And the answer is no, that's not your role. Doesn't mean everything you did with him, you get Schaer for everything you tried to do. But you have to know when the answer is no, even though we think that we really try to apply ourselves and it's a mitzvah, and why not? Why isn't this working? So we start up with the Zimra. Just remember, Ms. Mashir, just thank Hashem that you're alive and you were saved and you have the ability to do many different things and Hashem will decide what your avoid is and in Shulchan Aruch, we know exactly what the avoid is and for your individual role, Hashem will paskin and he'll hopefully lead you in the right direction. That's why we start off with this. So we often spend a lot of our time, if not verbalizing it, but complaining about uh, the matzah. If only we had more uh, money, more chayn, more fill-in-the-blanks, then we'd be able to really focus on all the other mitzvahs. 
And the Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't want that. If you were meant to have more, then you're allowed to ask for anything. There's nothing wrong. People ask me over, sometimes over decades, they're asking for things, very important things, and they want to know, when can I stop? That's a loaded question. You're allowed to stop. You don't have to ask for the same thing. You don't have to stop, and if Chana would have stopped, it wouldn't have Shmuel So it's a good thing she didn't stop. That doesn't mean it's us to stop. So that you have to figure out on an individual level, but when the answer clearly becomes no, or if after 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you're asking, and you thought you would have been very good at this and it's not working, then that just means you get the scar for everything you daven, and you can focus on many other things or still ask for the same things and ask for more. Hayat Hashem Tikser, you can ask for whatever you want. There's no, just, you have to know that you are incomplete and every minute of the day you need this help. And Hashem only wants you to remember that, have the betachan, but have the relationship to continue to talk about it. So obviously, when, when we're talking or looking at our phones, and I remember the early days of uh, cell phones, it wasn't so long ago. We're yet in Brooklyn, um, in Landau's, they put a cell blocker. That was um, one of the more explosive things. I think they were 100% right, but uh, there's the Atzala members and the doctors and all good, good, great people. But, you know, that was always the give and take, and uh, I assume the technology is here. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that this be done. Maybe it was done already. Uh, but there are a lot of technology out there, and there are ways to figure everything out. Um, I'd like to keep it low-tech, and that is just chok v'lo yaver, unless you're on Hatzola, on active duty, or a surgeon, and there's somebody in the middle of Rahmalas, not a heart surgery, and you just left, which you shouldn't have, and they need you. So I hope that's not going to come up that often. That's malpractice. Uh, so barring that, you're, everybody here is important, but you're not that important, and they could find somebody else. There's a decision you're making when you walk into any shul or base medjish, is your phone on or off? Off meaning off completely, not just on vibrate where you only feel it. Or one guy told me his uh, definition of on vibrate is only the whole table can shake, but not the rest of the room. And he had different madrigas. So then you made a decision right because you're not going to be able to concentrate if it's going off in your pocket. Uh, and if it's in your pocket, you really can't concentrate. These decisions are made before you start davening. So it's not just in about talking, it's then about what are you doing now to have this privilege to talk to a Baruch Hu and what are you going to do to get rid of the things that are staring that. The next Indian, skipping a few things in between. One of our Bam told me a lot of our Cheshvar uh, Bam talked to me about their class and about how to integrate what they're doing. There's one over here. Uh, how to you know bring it up to date and keep it up to date. And so this Rebbe, I won't say where, what grade, but um, sophisticated enough that the kids were trying to understand. And he mentioned the Mechaber about Garimba, which the Mechaber never says. People are talking and just, or not paying attention and bothering other people. As a Garimba, and the Rebbe's explaining, it means you really got to take a stand. It's good for you and it's good for their davening. It's good for, and every shul struggles with this and the kid raised his hand and he said, uh, what if it's my father? So Rebbe called me. He said, this is the question, what do I say? It wasn't in the middle of class. He said, I'll get back to you. Don't call me, we'll call you. That's an obvious question waiting to happen, right? 
So the reason we have to know that the kids are watching is because often when it comes to ourselves, we're very humble and we say, no, I'm already a, a lost cause, but I, I want to have a good ashba on my kids. Or somebody else's kids, they're always watching and saying, how is this done? This uh, davening based kind of says, best medrash thing. How do, we, how do we do it? So they're watching. And this kid was just trying, the Rebbe said, boss. he wants to know, how does that go with kibbit of aim? So there's no great answer to that. You say your father's a great guy, except for over here where he's not a great guy and he's a chetia machtias arabim. But otherwise, everything is fine. Um, it's hard to really uh, explain that to a 10 year old. So there's no good answer. The only answer is maybe to show him that you're actually turning everything off and focusing because you're an ani and you know you have and you know that those Tzrochem is so important it weighs on you and you will take every opportunity you can get and every opportunity in between to daven then there's no time to do anything else and obviously in front of a king we had a discussion these discussions I leave off the recorders so it was yesterday afternoon in shul people wanted me to give some halachic uh, shkafic overviews on um, one of the new monarchs on earth that took me 45 minutes uh, there was a lot to say, not for now. And we're not necessarily picking on him because I don't know how, how much different that matzav is than any other matzav. But the problem we have is every mushal of the Dubna Magid and every mushal before that and is, always starts off with the king and the prince. And so it starts to yamna rum, it starts to have kavar amalchis and amis amalchis. And we have a hard time with those mushalim because. We don't know any kings that are not just cutting ribbons, that have real power. And we're not looking to go back there. As I mentioned, we start off at Spain, and we're not looking at the cruel despots and the tyrants and the murderers. We're not interested in going there. We're very happy with our matzav now, but davening is all about understanding. You're standing in front of Melech Malchem Lochem. And for us Americans, that is a bit more challenging than it used to be, and I don't see people across the ocean on the island doing that much better because that's just a functionary and it's not real power. That's why you don't make a bracha when you see them. The more the hobby to make a bracha on the president, the power of life and death, or just the power to pardon, or drones, or well, that's a whole discussion. But uh, in England, there's no, uh, no shaykhs. So that hurts our ability to start from Esra and think about Malchus because we don't see it very often. However, it doesn't mean we're Potter. And the next week, when we lay in the not this coming Shabbos, probably one of the most frightening Tzukim, but it's in the middle of the uh, talking about the Pranius and the Tachacho and Kisavim. So there's a Pasuk that talks about after everybody heard the Musar from Meshur Rabbeinu. It says, If after everything you heard about the horrors and evils of Avodah maybe there's some individual or some community or some family that is still thinking that it doesn't apply to them. No, the person still has the Yetzirah for Avodah which is a prevalent damper, pick your Avera. And he hears this Tachacha, 
So how's he going to friend for some of the front person? How's he going to friend for in his mind? That doesn't really apply. That's really not that bad. So he's going to hear these clovers. Everything's going to be fine. So how do you touch the word? Everything's going to be fine? Well, everything be fine? It doesn't sound like that from the prior show as you read the Tzolchacha. Laman Tzvetz Arova Es So Rashi teaches what is Laman Tzvetz Arova Es HaSameya. is a Shegeg and Tzameya is a Mezid. Tzameya is a person who has the raw taiva and the Rova is like a person who's drunk and he's a shikr, so he's a shaggy. So Rashi says that if a person ignores the obvious after he knows the truth, and after he hears the musr, he still ignores it. So Akash Baruch Hu, Rahman Aslan says, I'm going to take even the times you were a shaggy, maybe even Ainus if you got yourself into the matzav, matzav Ainus. And I held back, Akash Baruch Hu says, from giving any Ainus because it's a shaggy. But if you say, I'm going to add on the Shegeg to the Mezid. Why is that? So if you look at the Targum Yenison over here, Targum Yenison says two words which are key to any matzav in Klaiswell where we know something can be improved, but we're not always quick to do it. So the Targum says, when he hears these Piskame Mumasa, so he touches up, it's barbal vava, it doesn't mean he gives himself a bracha, it's not going to apply to me. Targum says, V'yis yaish belibay. That's a pella. Yaish belibay means he has yish. It does not apply to me, it's not crazy. Why shouldn't it apply to him? He's standing there, it's being told to all the kaisal, how greasy am I? Of course it applies to him. Yis yaish belibay is, I've been doing this so many years that he has yish and not going to fix it up anyway. We'll wait for my children, which is not going to happen if they're watching you. And they will do the same. And I've had many people, I say tongue-in-cheek, but unfortunately it's not a laughing matter, and good people who wouldn't do this many years of Allah, but they say, you know, there's a minigalim already. It's certain places there's been talking and there's been a lack of focus for already many, many generations, many hundreds of years, and therefore, you know, minig is a great sazach, and they... But, <laughs> it's not even perm Torah. Don't don't get excited about it. This issue, it's ridiculous. Their yisyayish balibe is the having yish is that we can't fix this up. Who are we? I'm better than my uh, grandparents. It happens to be in Europe when they had actual proper shuls, and you still see a vestige of it. In some communities they they didn't have many of these issues. You came to the shul. As I said, it was a chumish and. It was very, very proper. There's reasons why uh, we struggle with that more, but it doesn't make a difference. Yisyayish Balibe in the Klala is the worst matzav. You can't give up and say the sugi doesn't apply to me. And since it's going on so long, we can't fix it up. It's not true. And the Pasuk says that Kosh Baruch Hu less rachamim for a matzav where if you give up, then even the shagig, you're not even trying. So this one was a shagig. It's going to be done like a mezid, which is a matzav you never want to be in. It's better to recognize that, no, it's something that needs chizik, and we're trying, and there are ups and downs. So let's turn to a couple of uh, monarchs. And um, maybe we'll get uh, somewhat of a... Uh, feel for it, maybe we'll have time for one. 
there was a a Maisa, I think it was King Hassan, one of the kings of Morocco, about uh, 40 years ago. They have a real king there. That's supposed to be a parliamentary type government, but there's a real. Uh, it was a strong Malchus then. And he had a daughter living in a certain neighborhood, which he didn't visit office. Uh, he didn't visit her often because by day you couldn't do it with the whole entourage, it would be a whole. Uh, tumult, and once in a while he would let her know at 11, 12 at night, he would come quietly with security to visit her. This young lady, especially a princess, had a neighbor who was a firm fellow, and he figured after a number of years that once in a blue moon there's noise outside, and they want to get involved, but he started asking, and the neighbor told him, yeah, it's uh, my schwer and he does visit once in a while. So he said, do me a favor. I don't want to impose, and I know it's supposed to be quiet, we live in a quiet street. Next time he comes, whatever hour of the night, can you just wake me up 20 minutes before? I need two minutes, that's all I want. I'm not gonna ask him anything, I just need two minutes. And you'll make me very happy. He's a neighbor and they're friendly. So he said, fine, a few months went by. Knocks on his door. 11 o'clock one night, and he said in about a half hour, he's coming. It's going to be a very short visit. Yes, for a couple of minutes. <coughs> I'm letting you know. So he said, great. He wakes up his young son, 12-year-old, and he gets dressed. Shop is finery. And he comes to the appointed time. They usher him in. And he, he bowed, and he mentioned to the um, assistant that I really only need a minute and a half I'm just going to say something in Hebrew and, um, and I'll be on my, on my way so he said fine so his son's listening he tells him listen up and he makes the son says amen and then they're turning to leave and the king obviously is curious so he said, wait, wait, before you go, uh, what was that? So I'll make sure it's not a clover, it's a bar, who knows what. So he wasn't expecting that. He asked for two minutes, even the king asked. So he says it's actually a blessing and um, explained to him what it was. So he was obviously very complimented. He says, I understand, but it's late at night. Why'd you wake up your young son? So he tried to explain to him, Chinuch. Like there's an opportunity, like he's not high in the bracha, he's only 12. And she said, I like to train him, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, and we have to make the blessing if we have the opportunity. Not really a chiv to get the opportunity, but trying to explain to him that I want to teach him, and we'll make it about mitzvah soon. Is that? So in the middle, he says, What's about mitzvah? This is becoming a whole, they only ask for two minutes. So uh, he said, well, a bar mitzvah is a very important ceremony when the young man becomes actually chayv in mitzvahs and he's 12, therefore we're training him. But it's a very important ceremony. And the king said, uh, this young man's going to get to that point in his life very soon? He said, yeah, it's coming up in uh, eight, nine months. He takes out a royal checkbook out of his pocket. The royal checkbooks have like gold letterings and where you put in where the... Uh, and he said, I'd like to be Mishtate if he didn't say it as well, Russian. But uh, it's very exciting, you know, because he, he is a big covet for the king, and he was amazed. And he said, I'd like to give a gift. 
I feel like he's already there like 14 minutes, you know, 12 minutes over time. And uh, now he's, uh, he's going to think he came to Schnorr a gift off the, off the king. He said, no, your highness, it's fine. I just, we really just came to make the blessing. It was really an honor. And we got to go. He said, no, 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 I insist. And he writes out a check for $10,000. So he hands him the check. The father's looking at it. He says, Your Highness, I, please excuse me, but this is way too much, and I, I, I just can't take it. $10,000, you never met me. I'm supposed to be here for two minutes. The king looked at him. He says, You don't understand a kihuzev, what malchus is, if you think I can give you a gift and it's going to be less than $10,000. You have no clue. I'm a king, it's a bazillion. This is a recent story. I'm not talking about King Richard, the Russia, and whatever else they called him. As Dava Pashit, I'm giving you a gift. It's got to have many zeros. So now we can try to connect where with Davening we have the opportunity minimum three times a day Shop is a little more, and then anywhere in between, when you feel like it, in whatever language you're comfortable with. And Hashem is a kol yochel. And we're losing sight of the fact that Akash Baruch Hu, who is running the world, all the other kings are shacholak mikvedu, just to give us a facsimile thereof. And we have the opportunity to ask, and Hashem is listening. Sometimes the answer is no, it's horrible for you. Sometimes you get, the answer is you got to wait. Sometimes you got to do tshuva for something else, and then you'll be zechet to it. But if you think that you're bothering a Kosh Baruch Hu because Hashem doesn't have time for little me, that's not true. That's a chesis and cover of Kosh Baruch Hu, that a Kosh Baruch Hu can't multitask. There's nothing too big, too small. I've heard that from people. He says, I want to ask, I had a, a question and answer in camp, and a boy around the age of this boy in this story said, Can we ask, uh, we're talking about Tefillah, can we ask for small things? I said, What do you have in mind? He said, well, you know, small things, really small. I said, what do you have in mind? And we're in camp. So now there's only like 700 boys there in the audience, so he's a little stuck. So I had a feeling I knew it was coming, but I I said, you know, you don't have to tell me, but I think uh, people would benefit from it. He said, we're kind of losing color war. I knew that was coming. This is an excellent question. We're kind of losing color war. The eyes of a ten-year-old. Now, there's gonna be pushback on this. Ask a kashbach who color war. That's blasphemous. You should learn that it's not whether you win or lose; it's how you play the game, or something like that. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> but other of the kids ask, "I'm telling him that you're not bothering a kashbach So, I, you want to put a rukhniyastik a spin? I said, "You realize that if you win, your good chav is gonna lose." That was unfair of me to tell him. But <laughs> he said, you know, I never thought of that. So I didn't give him most of why don't you think of that? He's a 10-year-old who's trying to win the basketball championship. So I said, if it's not going to make him feel bad and you're going to cheer each other on and you just don't want to be a loser because they're going to make fun of you or chap you, you didn't try hard enough. So ask a coach Barkley should give you the covets you should have self-esteem but without taking away the self-esteem from your friends and without any machlekes that's a big learning moment 
but there's nothing wrong with asking to win. Just depends how it's done. So we're busy shortchanging because we don't want to ask for anything small because I'm not going to bother Hashem with that. And then we're busy on the other side that I have so many issues, I'm probably not Zaycha, and I'm such an honor you have no schusim, and therefore why would Hashem say yes? So that's also wrong. Too much anivas in that department is Asa uh, is So King Hassan is trying to teach us. He said, I want to give you, I, it gives me enjoyment. I have a lot of money, billions of dollars. Like, well, this is a covet for me. So Kosh Baruch is not doing it for covet. Hashem has no needs. But we know from all the Chazals, Hashem wants to give to Klai to have them succeed. He just needs us to ask and needs us to operate in a way where the relationship is we ask and if we don't get we work on a bitachon but we still have to go back every day and ask properly for the right things that are age appropriate everybody will see Madrigasa and if you think even if it's a Davish or Gashmias like winning color war winning the basketball game if you're able to understand your Gila Chinuch, I was talking to a 10-year-old, he understood what I was saying. I said, you're having a good time, you don't want to look like a loser, you don't want your friends making fun of you, I understand the matzav, and you can ask to win without shmettering the other people. I even mentioned during that schmooze, I said, I think you should ask to win something to the tune of 8 to 7. You couldn't understand, 8 to 7? How about a shutout? I said, no, that's bad this. They should lose so bad, you have to win? They have to lose so bad, they can't even get a hit? So, there's a balance, and this sounds like for ten-year-olds in camp, it's not because every time you make a business deal, and every time you're involved in pranasa, there's always somebody on the other side of the table. So everybody's human; they're trying to get the best deal for themselves. The question is, at what cost? At what cost to your midas? So we have to ask Hashem for siyat deshmaya in the panasa, but do it in a way which is dachanom, and it doesn't cause halachic issues, and it doesn't ruin your midas. All this is part of the daily shman esrei, because it's part of a daily grind. But the grind is a negative word; it's a daily nisayan to give you schar to work on yourself. One more inyan, because we're basically out of time. There was a Misa similar to what I'm going to mention now after the Holocaust. And was well known. They had many, many, many children hiding and were put in monasteries and places like that. And they didn't give them up that easily. They pretended that they weren't there and they wouldn't identify them. Robert Herzog and others went afterwards to try to get them out. There was a mice uh, problem has been around for a long time. The hot people uh, stop in the street. It's all Sif and Shachan about somebody who's getting captured on Shabbos. You have to be Machal Shabbos to try to save them. We're in the middle of that sugya right now. Avi can tell you about that later. But it's, it made it to be a Mechaber. So that's a pretty serious ongoing issue. And one day the Nachal Eshkol was at home and one of the mispalim in the town came to him with the wife and they were crying hysterically and they said they just went to the judge the kid was and they went to the judge and the judge had subpoenaed the people in charge of that institution that the claim was made against and they said 
said, we don't have a kid, the whole thing's a mistake, it's not true. So what are you gonna what are you gonna do? I said, but it's true, we know where he is and we have um, we want our child back. So the judge said, Okay, you know what? You can go. I'm signing an order, they have to let you in. You have five minutes. Five minutes to identify the child, and if he wants to go willingly, and it's nicker that he's yours, he can go. But you got five minutes. So he came crying to the road. What in the world we can do in five minutes? He was kidnapped, the young child, brainwashed by the time it went to the courts. There's already years. How are we going to get him out? They're feeding him better there, and they brainwashed him completely. How are you going to get him out? So Nachal Eshkel said, don't worry, I have a plan, and I myself want to go. Tremendous Zacharias. You walk out without the kid, and obviously any parent's going to say, well, maybe it could have been done differently. He also wants it to work. They have an appointment. Got to be there at 9 o'clock. They have 9 to 9.05. And he comes out of his house dressed in his kittel, and his yarmulke and his whole lavush for Yaman Narayim. They didn't know what that was for. It was nowhere near Yaman Narayim. And he was led into the compound, and the guard led him into the dorm. And he reminded him, Sir, you got five minutes. And he walks in with the parents in tow, and he starts singing Kol Nidre in full gear. Kol Nidre is said slow if you want to give it the full tom. You remember from last year, it's coming again soon. And he's saying Kol Nidre, beautiful, beautiful recitation of Kol Nidre. A beautiful voice, and very commanding. The parents are there, and one minute goes by, Two minutes go by, three minutes go by, and he's still beginning a Kol Nidre. After three minutes, they don't know. They're looking at their watch. They have uh, two minutes left, and they don't exactly know what the plan is. But after four minutes, he then turned to the young man who ran toward him, and he asked him, do you want to come back with us? the kid at that point was uh, was hysterical because Kol Nidre he remembered and they took him out so isn't that amazing they, so they copied that and the story with after the holocaust was I think with Hamalach Goyal, but the same idea so everybody recognizes that the deepest impression on the children is when they're in shul and it's a very serious matzav and the nigunim and when they get older the words and the, the moment make a very strong impression and the impression is what is going to take them through their entire life with the Messiah intact because it was done in a serious way and they also remember shul getting a lollipop when they were younger and they remember they remember the other things but this they remember is not only from Yom Narayim obviously Kol Nidre is the most powerful that's why he picked it 
and Kolnidre, I think, no one's going to take any risk, and no one's bringing any phones, obviously, and no one's schmoozing, because it's Kipper. The job is to create an aura like that of seriousness, and then the fun where it's supposed to be, and have that balance the right place at the right time, and that's the only thing that makes the ration. And you had to be there, but Nachal Eshkol could have started singing Kariban. A lot of things he could sing. He chose this because he knew at that point everybody's very serious and the kid's looking around and he said, oh boy, even if he's 60 years old, this is, I remember, this is, you all remember. Remember the father standing next to your father? It makes a, so he had to pick something that he knew the kid would remember even though he was completely brainwashed and quite young when he was taken. And that he remembered. Our job is to take that and do that most of the year. Obviously it's not going to be Kol Nidre every Marv and it's not going to be Musaf of Yom Kippur every Musaf and every Shacharis but we can bring it a lot closer where he knows that this is out of bounds and we have to do something in terms of decorum to show them this and also show them that if you're only six, seven, eight, you're not ready for it, so then that's why we play outside. But there's a way to leave them with that very strong impression after first adopted ourselves. So, Mitzvah Shem, we should never need cold Nidre for such a thing. And we uh, fully appreciate it. We should say, made them with a lot of kavana that we're in such a wonderful matzah. People are very nervous now with New York State and all the shenanigans and the liberals. And it's all, it's a problem. These people are really, it's not just slightly krum. It's like completely the opposite of, forget Yiddishkeit, it's the opposite of what humanity wants, just Zion mitzvahs. So it's a problem. But our way to combat that is to increase our Talmud Torah and our tefillah and our chinuch and our maser and just shut the window and shut the door and go out and be in the office wherever you have to be and just get your job done and they will appreciate and it pays the bills and don't let any of the uh, krumkite in so if we do that for a little longer we'll survive and then we'll talk be in our own place and they won't be around to bother us so it's a shame to be with everyone. and um, sorry I'm stopping so early that I have to go back uh, okay